You can check us out on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our social media on Instagram at Menovation and Facebook at Menovation Podcast. Menovation coming in hot because that's how we do this morning. Episode 31. We have a special treat today. Uh, We got the boys in the house, of course. Uh, Tyson's gonna die so he's not here (laughs) Uh, just kidding Tyson we love you Uh, he's out sick but we have a special guest in a young man named Elijah and yes that is prophetic Uh, Elijah is uh, we know his family really well and he is uh, just one of the best young man that I know very upstanding Um, not perfect by any means I mean you're close (laughs) <laughs> but not perfect by any means, uh, but he's a good dude. Uh, but we just thought it'd be fun to explore what it's like being a young man in today's mm-hmm. society, in 2022, yeah. Uh, yeah. just trying to navigate all the crazy things that are happening, trying to figure out who he is, kind of what maybe successes he's seen, some things maybe that didn't work, um, just along those journeys. But that's what we're going to dive into today. Uh, Austin didn't tell you we're going to record two episodes. Yeah, you're not going anywhere, baby. I already, I already texted your parents. I said, he ain't coming home. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Just Let's kidding. go. Uh, anyways, so that's what we're diving into this morning. So welcome, Elijah. Thank you for uh, having me. Let's start off. Tell us a bit about yourself, you know, kind of what you're doing right now. Uh, maybe a little bit where you're from, how old you are. Just kind of give us a little... Yeah. little uh, elevator pitch about who you are. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. My name is Elijah. I'm uh, 19 years old. Um, I felt my parents are from Mexico, so I'm a hundred percent Mexican by blood, even though I look white to a lot of uh, people. You're sexy though. So. <laughs> uh, I'm in college right now, my sophomore year. Um, I actually switched my major a couple of days ago to, uh, bioinformatics. Whoa. Uh, so it's kind of like computer science, uh, with biology wow. yeah, and just wow. like DNA sequences. So it's pretty cool. Dude. Mm. Um, We're all getting chips sooner good. or later. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll be part of that. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Pretty normal kid. I, I, I've been playing violin for like nine years, so I love playing in orchestras. I play for uh, our church worship team, so it's like one of my favorite things to do. Um, none of that is normal. None of that. <laughs> I know. And, uh, and then another big hobby of mine is fishing. I love to fish, just get lost and, and just fish for hours. And um, even if I don't catch anything, it's just so nice to... I didn't know you were a fisher. I didn't know that at No all. one knew that? No. no. Well, that's cool. I no idea. Well, we got to go. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's Did me. you do ice fishing? I actually have never gone ice fishing, oh, surprisingly. I want to. Oh, yeah. I, I know to. a guy. Uh, he's from Romania, and he goes ice fishing all the time. He loves it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. They, they say it's, it's fun. It's fun. It is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So why don't you give us a little bit of kind of what... Okay, so obviously you're a Christian, okay? Uh, grew up in a Christian home, have Christian parents. So kind of dive in a little bit. What uh, kind of give us maybe an overview of some of the things that you're seeing in today's world from a 19 year old's perspective in college, you know, dating, all that kind of stuff. Like, how are you navigating it all? Like, what what are you learning? What are you seeing? Yeah. Does that Mm, make sense? Yeah, definitely. So honestly, first and foremost, like I got to say, I'm very, truly blessed to 
grow up in the Christian household that I did with amazing parents with their standards, their beliefs, their values. Um, I think for me, it's like, I wouldn't be the man I was today if it wasn't for how my parents raised me. Mm-hmm. Um, they started as youth pastors. They met in the church. Like everything they've done has been just so Christ-like. And, um, but going on from there, it's it's really, it's been interesting to find my own walk, my own personal journey aside from their vision. So trying to follow the vision that I, I'm trying to get for my life. Yeah. And so, and I'm still even in that now. And And with college, High school was a was a great experience for me, but then once I reached college, it was a completely different environment. Um, I go to UVU; it's the biggest college in Utah, uh, like forty two thousand really? students. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow! So it's mm-hmm. it's the most uh, overly populated, which is really cool. Uh, but what you see there is so much diversity, um, and I, in fact, I think one of my biggest things on my journey <laughs> is I actually started leading a Bible college group um, every Tuesday. Uh, at my campus and it's like 15 people but uh, basically uh, it's just really interesting to see all the different types of belief systems that come in you know you get a lot of buddhists a lot of atheists a lot of lds community and it's just it's really interesting how i'm so blessed that how much my parents enforced you know christianity on me the church everything so now like i feel so strong in my faith that that Mm -hmm. makes sense um, yeah. And uh, so it's just really cool. And then, but I think one of the biggest struggles with I see in today's society is identity, especially in college. Oh, geez. Um, oh, yeah. It's just mm-hmm. you start seeing people using pronouns he, she, they, them. And it's going to be so confusing. Oh, man. It really is. Like, heart, life is hard enough as is. Exactly. And you throw that in there. Mm. Yeah. People will get offended. You say she, she's like, I'm a he. Or I'm like, okay. Mm. All right. And mm. you want to respect them. But at the same time, it's, it's yeah, a yeah, little yeah. like, pushing, uh, if that makes sense. And, um, but I think identity is one because this is, this is the most critical time of your life. They say high school is, but I really believe college is honestly the most critical time of your life. And even if you're not in college, even if you're in your early twenties, you're still trying to figure out who you are, what you want to do career wise. Oh, totally. Um, totally. and so it's so important to surround yourself with the right people, um, and just, you know, live it up to the fullest but not getting carried away with what culture says, with what with what social media says, because social media has had the biggest impact, I think, so far mm-hmm. on our young adult community. And it's not in a positive way, unfortunately. Wow. Wow. So I guess the question is, what do you do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Like, if you got... Because obviously we're experiencing this as adults, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with young kids... Abe, you obviously have uh, a son who just got married uh, and just trying to counsel and figure out like, okay, as my young kid, what do I do? As my teenagers, you know, uh, I know Ben, like you're just like, I'm not even going to go into this system. We're just going to homeschool. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you kind of grew up like you're kind of an epicenter of like all of this, right? Going to high school. How have you kind of avoided it, so to speak, without... And here's the thing. I'm not, we're not saying anything one way or the other necessarily. Like, this is bad. This is good. But like, how have you fi- found your path in all of this? Like, with not getting sucked into woke culture, with not, you know, being sucked into pronouns. And how do you f- navigate, like, how, because you said you're trying to respect people, but you're like, I, I don't even know what to do. Like, because if I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, it, yeah. I think that's uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's the same question. Um, 
how do you get where you are right now, you know? Because I have four kids, as you said, and sure. then I can notice like around the, the age of 13, Mm-hmm. 16. Oh, yeah. Is, Your kids are in the middle of it, too. Yeah. The, yeah. And it, I I went already through to three times, you know, and I can see that, that the last one that I have, she's going through that pathway of mm. like, what am I doing here? What am I going to do? You don't know what, what they like, you know? Yeah. So I'm and, and, and that's what you're asking, you know, how do how do you get here? And I want to ask you this question. I don't know if, if I'm right. I don't want to deviate your question, uh, John. Uh, but did you went through that season when talking about identity, you know, when you didn't know and before you get here, how, how, how did you find your identity and then what age, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Is that what you were going? Kind of. Yeah. It's just like, just how do you do it? Yes. And the reason, the reason why I'm asking is because like yesterday, Shara was mentioning me about a nine or 12 year old kid that commits suicide, Mm -hmm. you know? And there was another one of uh, 13 years old, you know, wow, commit right. suicide. Wow. So that that is an age that is important for us as a parents to understand that there is an age where if you know you're gonna face that season with your with right. your kids. So that's what I'm t- asking you. How was that? Uh, how do you get to find your identity in, in Christ? Well, how do you find like, your balance? I mean, you're not shielded from any of it. You're exposed no, you're to all of school it the whole time, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're naturally getting different. Uh, opinions and different thoughts and uh, ideologies and all that stuff. Like, how do you find your balance? How mm. have you been able to find your balance yeah. to say, okay, I grew up Christian, but you know, like I'm not religious. I, I have a relationship with God, but you know, I also fit yeah. in yeah. and I am popular and I know mm. people and I get along with people yeah. and I'm I mean, not the right. odd one out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you find that balance? Yeah. Yeah. Is all making sense? Yeah. No, Sorry, we're just like, that's what we really want to know is like, yeah. and you go as long as you want. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead. Yeah, no, I think something that I've always struggled with is being a people pleaser. I've always oh, have sure. to sought Ooh. out to make sure everyone that I'm in the room with is happy no mm. matter what. Mm. And a lot of the times that has backfired on me because wow. I've overworked myself. I've been unhappy. I've put myself in difficult situations that I didn't want to be in because I was seeking everyone's happiness instead of finding like, you know, what I want, my own mm, balance. For sure. And um, I, I'm kind of coming through like a new season in my life now where um, at my old job, I was working um, 10 hour shifts every day from six in the morning to 4.30, school right after, a relationship, a family, friends, all out, like church. And it was, I was so exhausting. Uh, it was just in a very exhausting season for me. And how I, found that balance is simply by being able to say no. Like, I think no is mm. in today's society, a very scary word to say to people like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be part of that. And, but it's really, you don't need to say yes to everything. Um, and I'm learning that right now as I go on. Um, because I, I was saying yes to everything, like getting invited to parties. Yes. I was getting, um, like just thrown into things. Yes. And once I finally started saying no, I realized that everything else kind of balanced together because it's not wrong to say no. Mm-hmm. I think no can go a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to be rude about it. Like, no. But you could also be honest. Like, that's no, great. I just don't feel like yeah. advice. I mean, that's know. good advice for yeah. all of us. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, I think that's one of the biggest things that I've been learning so far. And um, 
kind of like what you said, Abe, about how, like, how do I do it? Like, you know, you're coming into like a new season of college or like you're going to step into something new and you're like, how am I going to do this? It's really by taking it one step at a time. Um, and I think for me, when I, so I, I was on online for my university the first few semesters. So this is like my actual first semester on campus. Yeah. And so it's a completely different oh, experience. Oh, sorry, because of COVID. And, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so it's my, it's, it's a completely different experience for me. And I was like, how, how am I going to, I still don't even have friends on campus because it is so, it's crazy to see how close college students are. Like it is, it is, you try mm. to have a conversation with them and it's just insane how much into their own world they are, mm. you know, how broken they wow. are. And it's just, Dang. so it's, it's very difficult to, I would say, surround yourself with people with great values. Like, if, of course, if they're Christian, that's great. But even if, even if they're not. I mean, you got to surround yourself with the right people who have great mindsets, um, people who, who, who push you. And uh, something my dad always said is um, su- such a man of wisdom. He always says, uh, don't re- remember who you are, but also whose you are. Because yep. when you know whose you are, you yep. exactly know who you are. Right. And it's so impactful because that's, that's my identity mm-hmm. in Christ. But I also, I have an identity in this world. And like Ben said, like, you can be popular, you can... You can do, like you can do all these things in the physical, and um, so yeah. I don't know if that would make sense. That response, sure. yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's your journey, so that's cool. What uh, maybe? What are some things that you like? Kind of doing this thing, right? Being in college, going through high school. Um, how do you think it has negatively affected you, mm. just personally? Like maybe some things you've seen, or like something that happened. You're like, I don't want that. It doesn't necessarily have to be culture specific, but just um, growing up in today's day and age that you think is maybe uh, specific today's day and age. Does that mm, make sense? Yeah, like things that I've gone through. Yeah, that like wasn't... what? Yeah, what do you think that uh, you're just like ah, I didn't that wasn't good? Like, or maybe you you tried and like oh that was def- that was definitely not where I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, so with that, I think in high school, I think high school was a really rough time for me. So since the age of 14, mm. I have always found myself never being able to be single. Um, wow. I've always needed someone. So I was either in relationship after relationship or just going on a ton of dates with a ton of girls. Mm. And it was I was never satisfied. It's almost mm. like I was just, um, I just wasn't satisfied. And, uh, and that backfired on me as well because like I said, I was a people pleaser seeking other people's happiness. So I was in my relationships, making them happy. And Ooh. for, so I, I feel like now I'm 19, I feel like I lost five years of my life by wow. always being wow. in a relationship. Wow. And I'm not saying dating mm-hmm. is bad. I'm not saying being in a relationship is bad, sure. but mm-hmm. when it's unbalanced and the relationship is your priority and that's all you're thinking about, that's all you're doing, it really backfires on you. And then you that's actually lose word. identity and how, and who you are. Mm. And um, so I think with that, for me personally, I, I I regret now, try like like always having to be in a relationship. But I also think it was a good learning experience because if there's any young people listening, you don't need a relationship to be happy. You don't need you don't need to be with someone to to tell you to affirm you because you're already affirmed by God. Mm. And 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 society maybe it's because you've like mm-hmm. you know been affirmed by society in a negative way. <clears throat> sure, sure. But you have to realize right. that. Be, aside from society, aside from the voices of culture, aside from the voices of social media, you are your own person. You are unique, and you can you can look past that and and say, "Wow, you know, I'm actually amazing. I have all these amazing qualities." And you know, 
And that perfect girl is waiting for you one day. But one thing that I, so, oh, nothing to think of my dad. I'm going to mention my dad a Dude. lot in this podcast. because <laughs> Shout out to Eric Contreras. <laughs> he always said, um, I, I used to tell him like, dad, like I want, you know, later I want a Christian girl. I want a girl who, you know, reads her Bible every day. I want, I want a good girl with girl, good values who wants to raise a family one day. And he's like, that's great. Mm. But have you been that perfect man for that girl one day? Are you yeah. already wow. being, trying to be that perfect man for her? Yeah. And I was like, oh, and so, yeah, so that really inspired me. And it's true. Like, and that goes along, not just with relationships, but sure. I feel like that also goes along with everything you do. Like you want to work at the best company in the world. Are wow. you, are you already that best employee that they're going to see and be like, oh, okay, this yeah. guy's a perfect candidate for this job. Like you can't just walk your way into something without the mindset of I'm, I already worked through this. I already have, I'm qualified and have what it takes mm-hmm. to own this position. Um, but so you just gotta, you gotta be strong with that mindset and everywhere you go. So I think it's important what, what he's saying right now that there's so much influence right now on social media Mm -hmm. that I could, I can see that social media is being used as the mirror of your life. Yeah. And I can tell you because even a picture, you know, I can see when you take a selfie, um, there's a lot of pictures maybe deleted that you don't want because it's mm-hmm. not the way you want to see mm-hmm. yeah. because you compare it a lot with people in, on Facebook or Instagram. Right. I don't know. Um, but I, I was reading a book that, that, that how the, the social media affects, you know, your, yeah. mm-hmm. who you are, right? who yeah. you really are. Right. You know, you have girls trying to do things with their face or with their hair because they're being affected by, by this. Wow. And mm-hmm. It truly affects your, your identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And bringing your dad into the conversation, I think it's essential. Yes. Because, well, the, the Bible talks about it. If you mm. listen, said, listen to your dad and hear that the advices are mm-hmm. of your mom. And if you get those, your your pathways start to become more clear. Be, yeah, right. because it's, it's a principle. It's a principle. And yeah. that's where, mm-hmm. that's why you are here. That's where you are, where, where you are right now, because you are being a good listener. And most mm-hmm. of the kids, they listen to other sources and right. not to the ones that they need to yeah. listen. Yeah. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about where, uh, and there's so many things we could talk about, but like talk about from your perspective, being in the center of it, because you talked about social media mm. from Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, all the things. That, I mean, I don't even know. There's so many things now. <laughs> um, but talk about how you think it's influenced you. You don't mm. bring up Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're not on Grindr or Tinder or any of that. <laughs> ben would be. <laughs> hey, you know about that? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I saw you on there. Oh. Can I oh, ask man. what that is? <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Oh my, that's a great question. Yeah. So with me, I I remember getting Instagram as my first social media uh, when I was like 14, 15 years old. Yeah, because your generation young. didn't even do Facebook, right? Oh yeah, Jeez, no. Yeah, yeah. It's I like tried MySpace for me. I know, right? (laughs) Wow, I don't even know what that is. (laughs) And uh, so with Instagram, I started when I went right into high school. So for me, I think how, I think. What year was that? Sorry, do you remember? uh, I went to high school in 2016. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, um, so I I got social media then. And obviously we were all 14-year-old kids, immature, you know, and we started following each other. Sure. And um, I think I wanted I automatically, I mean, I got social, I think social media itself is, it, it's not necessarily an evil thing, but for young people, it's definitely a trap 
because I got social media out of peer pressure and mm. simply because I wanted to fit in, not because I had a purpose. I wasn't getting social media with the purpose of I'm going to inspire people. I'm going to go into it, influencing people to the best of my abilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, even before I posting anything, before anything, I just got social media because people were doing it. Sure. Mm. Which we my... all kind of did. I exactly. mean, we yeah. didn't even know. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't. Yeah, don't beat yourself up too much about that. Yeah, because we don't even we still figure out the effects of social media. Oh, right? right, it's still yeah, it's still relatively true. new. Yeah, so yeah, keep yeah. going. That's true, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I remember following a lot of people from the church, from my school, and um, I used to post a lot on social media about like everything in my life. Like sure. we had a flood in my house, I posted that. Yeah. We had a <laughs> <laughs> what you're having for lunch. Yeah, yeah we exactly. Know, we know. When I played mm-hmm. pee football, I scored a touchdown. Posted that, you know, yeah. just because I felt like sharing. Ben's that guy. He posts about his food. and i think i think but as you get older your social media starts to change especially you guys are adults Mm, you know you guys see it you guys are already mature about it obviously barely barely Uh, (laughs) we try yeah we try i don't know if i'm anywhere near the right (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) and and then obviously i think we've uh, we've all heard this but then it it becomes to start become it becomes to start being about a status kind of thing Mm -hmm. like how many followers you have yeah. How many likes you got on your picture? How right. many people you follow? There's even beyond, uh, like this like trend going around. And it's like if you have more, if you follow more people than you have followers, and something's wrong with you. Like you got to have mm. more followers in your account You're kidding. and follow less people. Wow, yeah. wow. So it's it was like wow, like that's yeah, toxic. We suck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, and I remember I I actually was one of those people that followed more people than I got that followed me. So I I fell into that. So I fell into a lot of the traps. That, is that why he deleted me? <laughs> yeah, you just started like, yeah. I, don't know, I, I, I don't know. It's just those DMs. You slid into my DMs. And, <laughs> you slid into my DMs. <laughs> Got to start throwing out those young terms for you guys. Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh man. Um, but with that, yeah, I think um, how, how it's, so answering your question, how it affected me to this day is, I, it was like a, almost like a roller coaster. It was going up. It was going up when I first got it. It was going up in a positive way because I just love sharing my life. Sure. And then I fell into the trap of trying to be like everyone else. And then seeing people get cyberbullying is still a thing oh, in today's sure. generation. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That I can't believe. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. oh. oh really? How is? I mean, it's very, just... it's very like not how culture puts it out to be, uh-huh. like in movies or in documentaries. Yeah. And it's very much in like hidden meanings and like there's like a certain language that obviously oh, young wow. people use it's like an innuendo an innuendo exactly sure. wow. yeah and so it's just crazy to see people like they they the other day i saw on on tiktok and my, me sophia is like a kid with down syndrome and sure. people like i mean they weren't holding back in the comment section you could just see people like oh sure yeah. oh, wow. just yeah. wow, wow like targeting him mm-hmm. and i was like oh. really like okay. people but it makes sense because I mean it's it's it's, it's because of a, like a ball in the crowd kind of thing, and um, but with that to finish answering your question, I had to learn to stop sharing everything in my life mm. because something my uncle taught me actually is uh, I was uh, I was taking pictures of him and everything. I'm like I'm gonna post these. He's like no, like because because he did, he is against social media and everything. Mm-hmm, sure. And I was like yeah. why? And he's like because like I don't like if if you have, if I want to. If I want people to know what I'm doing, I would rather have them reach out to me with a text or a phone call and ask me about my yeah. day. Hey, you want to mm. get a coffee? Let's go have sure, coffee. Sure. I want to know about you instead of having to right. see it through a screen or a picture. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, wow, um, like it's okay to to post on social media. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's not okay, but just be careful what you put out there. And because you, whether you like it or not, people are gonna 
either judge it in a good way or in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And uh, you yeah. have to just be careful how you expose yourself. You're exposing to that. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, totally. So now I'm learning to be more cautious. So I really only post like, I don't know, scripture or like certain things about church because I don't know. Yeah. I think it, it's it's impactful. But yeah. yeah, so it's had a good. Interesting. Ben yeah. doesn't care about that. No. He posts whatever. Yeah, he posts whatever. Or <laughs> your wife posted like a Photoshop picture of your face on some white dude in a Speedo or something oh, really? like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I never saw you the same after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so talk a little bit about for you personally, and this is going to be a a huge gamut of kids, right? Yep. Not everybody's going to be in this uh, realm, but. Talk about the, just a little bit, I know this could be a whole episode in of itself, but uh, talk a little bit about the impact maybe your parents had on you in these formative years, like uh, maybe a moment or mm. that kind of changed things for you, or maybe something that they kind of set up yes. for you initially mm. that kind of maybe set you up for success. Yes. Oh, I think I love my parents um, and uh, they, they're the reason that I'm like, obviously God, but they're like the reason I'm such a good kid today, as people say, sure. is I, I, I give them the credit because throughout high school, I struggled a lot with a lot of things. Um, I actually, one thing I will get a little bit vulnerable here is uh, back in junior year, um, I was actually vaping. Um, wow. Not okay. consistently, not because I was addicted, but because sure. people, people were, were doing, doing it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was exactly the same thing, following a trend. So I remember I, I bought a vape. I, I, I got a, got to know it a little bit more and um, and I started vaping. And then it wasn't until I left it. So I borrowed my mom's car that day. It's so stupid of me. I borrowed my mom's car to drive to school and I came back and I left it in the cup holder. And she saw it and she's like, what is this? And I tried, of course, being me all scared, I tried making excuses. (laughs) And she's like, no. And I was like, all right, fine. She's like, we'll talk about it when I get home. It's the worst. I was like, no. And um, I think that moment, like, I've always had a great relationship with them, but that moment, I'm so grateful that that happened because once that happened, I feel like there was so much, the Bible says, you know, where the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And when that was revealed, when that happened, um, it was like a moment of just, I let everything else go and yeah. everything mm-hmm. was exposed, but I wasn't scared of exposing it to my parents because they were there for me. They were, I saw them in that moment, like my best friends who, who'd love me, you know, it's, it's, and they even told me like, they, I want you to feel like you can tell me anything good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm, sure. And so yeah. I'm so grateful for them. Um, and I think since that moment on, it's been, I've had the best conversations with him. I, I opened up to them about almost everything. They called me a talker cause I talk so much, you know, sure. I get yeah. home, I talk about my day and like, talk. Talker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when I'm not home, they're like, it's so quiet here without you. And, um, so with them, they've, I think because the reason they're such good parents and the reason they've raised me how they've raised me is because of what they've been through. Mm. The things that they've seen, the things that they've had to go through, the battles that they've had to fight in order to shape how they've raised me, my views and how they teach me and how they, you know, yeah, grow, yeah. yeah, how they've grown me. And uh, so it's, it's really, it's really, my, my dad is one of the most inspiring people I've ever met. I mean, he came from, you know, living in the streets in Mexico yeah. to being here and, and, and being one of the most successful, mm-hmm. like, and now he's like a mortgage sales manager. It's just so cool to see. And it's so inspiring. And so sometimes, yes, my parents can be, they're not strict. They're, they are reasonable. Sometimes they can be very like involved, mm. but I'm actually very grateful for that. Cause if it wasn't for that, if 
vaping could lead to one thing that could have led to another thing. I could have ta- probably been a drug addict by that point. Wow. So I'm very, very grateful um, just for them being involved in my life. Um, I used to, back when I was in high school, I used to like um, give them the phone at night when I used to, when, when we went to bed as a family, wow. like we Smart. would leave mm-hmm. the phone yeah. Uh, yeah. on the uh, on their nightstand. And of course they would go through it and everything. And it just, it creates that trust. And it's, yeah. it's, it's okay to be vulnerable with your parents. People, I think, I think in this culture with a lot of young people today, it's, they've taught so much to shy away from your parents, to, to follow your own dream. To, and that's okay. Like the Bible says, you know, the the son will leave like the mother and father and and do his own thing. Sure. But you gotta you gotta also honor your mother and father. Ooh. And and this culture today, society is is very much all against like telling your parents everything. Like don't don't open up to your parents because you know they're not gonna they're not gonna be there for you. They're, they're gonna judge you. They're you know they're it's they're not yeah. that they're not those people. Yeah. So. I think as a young student, especially as a college student, or even if you're a teenager in high school, it's so important to open up. And if you don't have parents, then there's great mentors you can find all around, whether it's at your church, whether it's, I mean, they have websites for that stuff. Um, you can find good people to surround yourself, like yeah. mentors. Like I know I've, I've gone to John for a few things. I've, I've called him about a couple of things yeah. and it's, it's, it's just nice yeah. to have people who are mature Sometimes John has his moments, but <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> but it's it's nice to it's nice to be right. able to count on people who have been through things because you yeah. know, I mean, you want to go with when you're struggling with something, you want to go with someone who struggled with yeah. that same yeah. thing yeah. Yeah. because yeah, yeah. that's that's just because they've got through it. You want to know how to get through it, and so I don't know if that answered your question. Mm. No, it's oh, good. It's yeah. good. Yeah. And you you actually said something really interesting there uh, mm. that you put your phone because I hear this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Don't go through my stuff, my privacy, mm-hmm. blah, 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 right? You, you said that you you put your phone on their nightstand and then they went through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? Yeah. And I feel like that so so much now is like when parents, you know, they go through their kid's room or whatever, mm, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's my privacy. It's my stuff. It's my blah, blah, blah. So how did they explain that to you? Like mm. that's, that's that a good moment. Yeah. Because yeah. I... I just instantly as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, that's gonna trigger some people. Oh, right now mm-hmm. they think it's a right. It's yes. not a privilege. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why wow. you gotta you gotta yeah, explain yeah. it. It's a privilege. It's, 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 got, a right. it's exactly. got three girls. So, yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> it's a privilege. Exactly. It's a right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remove it. But yeah, go ahead and explain exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, like basically what Abe said, it's a right. Um and it's a privilege, not a right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um so with that, I think it's a bit like I said, that mutual trust, but also it's I think what they were trying to get at me, like the hidden message behind all that is that, yes, we want you to have your freedom. We want you to, sure. we don't want you to like do something you're not supposed to be doing. Like we're still, we're, yeah. you're still living under our rules. Yeah, we're yeah. still your mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. And we like, we, we love you. We care about you. Yeah. And I think the reason, what they explained to me basically, um, cause it was like, yeah, five years ago. Um, I don't do it anymore, but uh, I think it was just not so much as they didn't trust me, it was that we trust you, but it's a privilege to have. And there are so many things that could go wrong oh, with having a phone, gosh. the internet, mm, social yeah, media. Yeah. yeah. And and the thing is, like, I had restrictions on my phone. Yeah, uh, I think I yeah. still actually have restrictions to this day. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I just I like it's 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 amazing. I'm so blessed for it. Yeah. So I think for parents to to restrict their child to do certain things little by little, like I got my first phone when I was 13 and it was a flip phone like it was really cool mm-hmm. it was like yeah. one of those that you slide yeah. up heck yeah man yeah super cool and even that they would monitor those were the jam mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. exactly and it's just like 
I, I'm really grateful for that. And I yeah. know a lot of people are probably hearing this and are like, wow, like that would be so like, I don't know how I feel about that, about my parents or going through their phone or go through my phone or, or all that stuff. Or how would like, why would I go through my kid's phone? Like that's their, that's their space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the reality is parents, like you have to create a space and where your child can reside in instead mm -hmm. of letting them because that, that that creates like wow. isolation that creates division oh, this is good and mm -hmm. and then your child is in their own circle getting things like yeah. from from the world like they're they're building their circle yeah. from yeah. things in the world while their parent is in their own circle from things that they've already been through when instead it should be the parents sort of in, encompassing and and creating a camp around their children's circle come so on. yes things may mm -hmm. come their wow. way yeah yeah but excellent excellent they are still getting the love that they need, the support wow. that they need, yeah, and, right. and the direction that they need. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Dude. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. That was that, deep. That, that was, good. was yeah. like, <laughs> thank you. That's going on the web for sure. Just <laughs> so you're aware of that. <laughs> well, you, you obviously have a lot of respect and adoration for your parents, uh, and particularly your your dad as well. Uh, and a lot of, a lot of yes. boys don't really get along so well with your with your father like how yeah, important yeah, yeah. for you uh, would you say is a good relationship with your father and how important is both the father and the mother in bringing up a child mm. um and in your experience you know with with other friends that you've met in high school or college wow uh is yeah. there wow. a difference yeah. between yeah. how Excellent you yeah. have been raised by both your parents and and particularly a, a very strong dad who who's involved in your life mm. um versus someone else that didn't have that i mean or uh, uh both with the good and a bad example right in, yeah. in terms of like someone that didn't have that but still is at the level that you are yes versus someone else that didn't have that and uh, is is nowhere near you know as mature as you are for their for their age. Yeah, yeah. yeah like how how important awesome. is yeah. that relationship? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. I love that question. Um, so basically, so there's this thing called daddy issues now mm -hmm. in today's society, especially oh, yeah. especially oh, yeah. with teenage girls. Mm -hmm. Trust me, that was the thing girls. when we were younger too. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Man, I wish I was in your generation. Oh my gosh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> We had our own issues. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You, I mean, yeah. your generation's trying to fight pronouns. We were like trying to fight HIV when we were no, young. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey, pronouns you know, HIV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to fight chlamydia. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, John. So, yeah, but I think in today's society with daddy issues, it's it's like you see it on TikTok, Instagram all the time. Wow. Like that girl has daddy issues, which is why she needs a man. Mm -hmm. And then, wow. and then, but the thing is interesting about daddy yeah. issues and because they've been a part of their father, they haven't had the direction their father needed. And this is like specifically for like young women is they start to go after the first man that like has sure. masculinity that, yeah. that, that mm -hmm. society they talks think, about yeah, where they, they think, think yeah, they, they do. think yeah. they do. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And it ends up hurting them even more. Then they sure. become broken, unfortunately. Um, so like you said, it is very important to have a balance of both guidance from your mother mm. and guidance of mm -hmm. your father. Because I go to my parents for different things. Yeah, sure. And I know maybe they talk about it. Like, that's okay. I wouldn't say, like, you know, something that I wouldn't want either of yeah. them to know. Oh, they, they're going to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can't stop on that. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. like, with my dad, obviously, I go to him with my guy problems. Like, sure. dad, I've been struggling with this. Dad, I'm I, thinking about this. I need your advice. My mom, it's 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 more like a tender love. You know, like like, she loves me. She wants the best for her child. 
But with my dad, it's he, men and women are very different, yeah. which is another thing I want to cover too, is that today's society, we don't know what a man or woman is mm-hmm. in today's culture, yeah. unfortunately. We might save that for the next episode. But <laughs> yes. <ahead>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's very important. Like my dad, he's, he's hard on me in the most loving way possible. He's, he's, he's hard on me because he loves me. And he, I know he wants the best for me. Like he always says, I grew up from nothing to something. So I'm so grateful that you guys are mm-hmm. here on the foundation that I've created for you. Mm-hmm. But he says, but I want you to go even better and beyond sure. that. So sure, I sure. want you yeah. and your kids. So he's like, I want you to have be have a better life than me. And I want your kids to have a better life than you, even though you had a better life than me. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, wow. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to have a father who pushes me in the best way possible with love and my mom, who's like a tender kind of love and don't, don't, she's a Mexican mom. She's amazing. Oh yeah. She's so, the chancla. She, yeah, chancla. Say, yeah. She's throwing the chancla. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes it's, it's not like, uh, those kind of moms it. that you see like in the kitchen. I mean, she's, she's a knife best. and fork uh, yeah. and whatever it is in your hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you gotten hit by any of those? Oh, oh man. Oh, don't oh, I remember, man. I remember when I was little, I used to get spanked obviously. And I wanted to wear like a textbook or something or a book in my butt. So when she did speak, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it wouldn't hurt. It's just so funny. That was like back when I was little though. But um, I remember Elijah when he was little. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I a- forget you've known them forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We met a long time ago and I remember him. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's the next episode. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so with that thing you're saying about how important it is to have that unique relationship with them, mm-hmm. I've noticed that kids, if they grow up with only a mom, in this generation. And, and we're going to put aside the culture things about like confusing, mm-hmm. but like just like a regular mom and a regular dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If yeah. they grow up without yeah. a mom, they're going to be so coddled and spoiled, mm-hmm. quote unquote, that once they get to the real world, they never had like someone who tried to put the fight into them. They mm-hmm. never had that masculinity that they needed. Mm-hmm. They never had a man saying like, hey, suck it up, hold your tears in, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why it's so important to have a mom because then people who grew up with only a dad, I've noticed in this generation, become so Different. so cold, so heavy. Yeah. They can't open themselves up. They're they, they don't like exposing themselves. And it's usually it's and then they don't they don't have that tender love that their mom was able to yeah. impart onto them. Yeah. Yeah. And so with 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 both of them, you know, loving on 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 people, it loving on, on their own children, sorry, is very crucial. And so I think you asked something else. Like there was like a second part of that question, I think. Yeah, it's just like well, what what how did they for you personally, yeah. What was the, how? What would you say the biggest thing is that they affected you, right? Yeah, yeah. With having just the parents that you versus have. friends that didn't have that. Yeah. Like, how, yeah. how are you different from friends that didn't have that? There you go. Gotcha, there gotcha. So yeah, definitely. It's it's really hard for me to find yeah. friends who are like me, and obviously I'm not going to find someone just like mm-hmm. me. But it's hard to mm-hmm. find friends with the same values that I've grown up with. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and that's okay. Jesus was the outcast. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel Ooh. pretty much, especially in college, like I was the outcast right. and mm-hmm. I am the outcast, mm-hmm. but that's okay. That's a good thing actually. Mm-hmm. Cause when you understand you're an outcast for doing the right thing, you like, you're, you're, you know, people are going to see that. But mm-hmm. anyway, answering that question is I have, I, I've tried to surround myself with friends growing up, um, the best way possible. And, and it's really like I, I respect my friends' parents a lot. Like I, I, I love them. Some of them I consider family. Sure. Even like Abe, like your sisters, are like dear friends of mine. And mm-hmm. then, and I like you and Shara are just amazing mm-hmm. parents. Like you guys are Thanks. super awesome. Thanks. And it's just seeing, so, so seeing the people that have been raised with great parents is like, wow, I can see why they're yeah. the, the kids they are today. Do you see some similarities? I we, see similarities for yeah. sure. Like, mm. 
and it's good to have boundaries. Like I have curfews, they have curfews, right. and that creates you know trust. But yeah. with uh, with kids that I've met in high school who didn't have the best relationship with their parents or were neglected, they are so closed off from everything. Not just from opening up, but wow. from from everything else, from everyone. They don't want to. They don't want anything to do with anything because they don't. If 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 their parents don't want anything to do with them, why are they going to want anything? Like, why are they going to want to open up to society? Why are they going to want to open up mm, wow. to, yeah, that's to, interesting. to mm-hmm. people? Yeah. And so you see, you see a lot of people closed off. And I think it's because parents nowadays, I feel like back then in your generation, probably parenting was a little different now than it is sure. today. Because yeah. obviously the circumstances and, and technology and all that. But I think parents nowadays are a little too lenient. Even so, even if a if a child that like I've known people who have good parents, but parents that like don't have set a curfew for them, parents that sure. don't put boundaries in their life, yeah, um, they get lost. They they start they start creating their own vision, their own dream, their own. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm gonna do my own thing, and mm-hmm. parents are like, yeah, well, that's that's how it should be. Yeah, but so I feel like in Latino culture, it's very different. Something my parents always tell me is, you are not you are not moving out of the house until you get a diploma degree until you graduate from college. So wow. that's, that's in a lot of Latino mm-hmm. households. You see yeah. a lot of, you know, children living with their parents until they graduate and then oh, and until they get married or something like that. Um, so with that, I think, I think maybe now that can be a little bit extreme to a lot of people's views. Like, Oh, I don't know, like maybe till they're 22, 23. I don't know sure, if they want sure. their kids that long, but it's like, even, even it doesn't matter whether you're still in their house or you're married and have wife and kids. Your parents are always going to be there for you. They were the ones that that gave birth to you. They were the ones that raised yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So it's so important to have that relationship, so that you have sort of a pillar to to lean on, a pillar to stand mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Because and then they're because they're your foundation. But if if you go to a, a person, a friend, like my friends that I've seen that don't have the best of parents, I remember mm-hmm. growing up with this one kid who didn't have the best living situation, but I was really good friends with him just because we got along. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember feeling so bad for him because his parents, you know, they were alcoholics. They, mm. they, they, I, I'm, I'm sure they abused him. He never opened up to me about that, but it was, he was not in the best living situation. And it's just, you could see now. And then eventually that kid actually became bisexual, now gay, now mm-hmm. like in, all involved in that yeah. LGBT yeah. community stuff. And I believe that if, if, if it was that, that's the parents' fault because mm. like for not, Wow. For not letting him um, live up to the best of his abilities, for not wow. seeing the gold that is in him. Mm. So you need parents. It's so rare to find parents nowadays that see the gold in their children mm. and to see their children like adults, basically. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. ch- mm-hmm. parents think of children as, oh, they're just little kids. They're they're like little toddlers running around even when they're teenagers. But that's what I respect about my parents is they've even told me, we want to treat you like an adult, mm-hmm. but you still have privileges and you're not like, my dad's like I. He. My dad said he didn't mature. He didn't feel like he matured all the way until he was thirty three years old. Oh, he I said hundred percent. I agree. Yeah, because yeah. 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 people yeah. say, oh, when you're like twenty five or something, because that's when the brain develops, mm. quote unquote. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're still down. No, yeah, my brain's still going. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben, you got a long way. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Got a long way. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, so I think I think it's so important for for parents to see their yeah. children as adults. Don't mm. talk to them. Don't talk down on them. But talk to them, even if they're toddlers. Yeah. Well, it's understanding when they transition. Yeah, of course. When they transition yeah. from, you know, being like little kids to young adults and so yes. forth. So. Yes. Mm. Now, now um, 
we've been talking about good parents, right? Mm. And then about bad, bad parents. But I can see on the other side of the of, of the podcast, people are wondering, well, I don't have those good parents, you know? Mm. And we mentioned before, look for a mentor, you know? Yeah. What would be the, let's say, if you wouldn't have uh, good parents, what would be the good mentor that you want to look for? What, what are the things that we want to look and, and, and for a good mentor, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, for you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're gonna get into that, but in the next episode, okay. okay. So, if you want to hear Elijah's answer, if you want to hear uh, just more of his wisdom, we're gonna get into uh, what 2020 was like, uh, for him, like the, the BLM and trying to navigate that as well. Uh, but we're gonna get into so much more stuff. But from a young man's perspective, if you want to hear more wisdom, if you want to hear just about different things that impacted his life, you've got to tune into the next episode, which will be episode 32. This has been episode 31. Make sure to do all the things. Follow us on social media. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a review. All that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And we will catch you guys in the next one. We out.